Hello and welcome back to the Accommodation Show. We help accommodation owners like you get the knowledge and skills that you need to grow your business, improve your guest experience, and increase your profitability. All right, folks, welcome back to the Accommodation Show. I'm really excited to bring TJ Tijani to the show. He is someone that I've been uh, following, listening to on Clubhouse. Uh, the reason why Clubhouse is so important is because it's a medium of meeting like-minded people and sort of giants in the industry, people that are real leaders, um, that kind of know what they're talking about, but not because they're just talking about it, but they walk the walk as well as talk the talk. So today we are going to talk uh, about how he is walking the walk. Um, TJ, welcome to the show. Man, appreciate you so much. Thank you so much, Bart. I really appreciate you having me on and and uh, and and bringing me on to your audience from across the pond. It's all to the good. Yeah, yeah. Look, we've got uh, we've got quite a few people from all over the world. Most people that are listening are in Australia. Um, roughly about eighty percent of our audience at the moment, but that is changing as we grow and as we expand right. ourselves. Um, but yeah, look, it's, it's interesting. Yesterday I was in a room and someone said, uh, yes, we are so far apart, but we do share the same problems. Absolutely. I like that. That's so true. <laughs> it's very true. So, um, look, uh, how about you, you, you kick us off, let us know who you are, uh, a bit about your background in short-term rentals and, and what you're working on at the moment. Absolutely. So I'm TJ Tijani. Uh, thank you so much again, Bart. Um, I am here in Houston, Texas. Uh, specifically here in the U.S. and and my background actually is as an engineer. I graduated college with an engineering background, mechanical engineering degree, and I worked in the oil and gas industry for some time. Um, alongside that, and uh, at the time, I thought that I was, you know, being the first in my family to go to college, um, and I graduated with a degree. I thought that I was going to be the, you know, CEO, uh, ride the corporate ladder all the way up, uh, retire as an engineer. Um, about a year into my engineering journey, I realized it wasn't necessarily for me, to be quite honest with you. Throughout college, I was always a hustler. I was always hustling. I was working two full-time jobs sometimes because I put myself through school. So at the same time, I think I just kind of had knew that I had that entrepreneurship mindset. And um, I had that, that kind of spirit in me. And so uh, I read a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, one of my fraternity <laughs> brothers. Um, he put me on that book. He said, man, I watched you hustle, man. I think you should read this book. It's great for entrepreneurs. And and I read the book, and, and it was almost like a light bulb went off. And I was like, man, I want to own assets. I want to own properties. And so then uh, I started investing in real estate on the side. Didn't know anything about short-term rentals. Wasn't even in the game in the short-term rentals at the time. It was more so long-term buying whole real estate investing as well as um, wholesaling. I was wholesaling deals. I was doing creative deals as well, uh, owner finance deals, things like that. And as a as a consequence, and when, we, when the oil and gas market kind of took a hit um, come 2017, um, a lot of people were getting laid off. It actually started dipping down 2016. and But once it kind of hit the fan and, and we realized that we didn't have enough projects to support the engineers and the company, they decided to downsize and, and I would decide to take a severance package and bet on myself and go into real estate full-time. Then, on accident, I came across short-term rentals and I tried it on my very first rent, uh, rental property. I tried it on a property I had already owned. I was remodeling at the time and I saw the potential. The very next day, I had two bookings and and when I did the math, I realized that I have, I was poised to to more than quadruple um, what I would be making as a long-term buy-and-hold tenant with long-term buy-and-hold rentals. So I learned about short-term rentals, and I made a lot of mistakes. I didn't have it together at first. made a whole lot of mistakes. I was consistently being rejected by landlords when I learned that I didn't have to own these properties. Um, I didn't have systems. I was spending way too much time. Even with my one property, I, was spending, I felt like I was spending way too much time on my phone 
Then I got educated, learned about systems, learned how I can outsource tasks and learned uh, how to properly position myself with landlords. And, and it was all she wrote after that, the, the, the business started scaling up and I started building a portfolio of properties that I both own and rent um, to make these properties full-time short-term rentals. And, and I think uh, after documenting my, pro my process for some time, and I'm now in a position where I can help others get to the short-term rental bag, as I like to say. So, uh, and, and it's been it's been great ever since. I think that's the most fulfilling thing that I'm doing right now. So, um, so seeing other people become successful and creating amazing short-term rental entrepreneurs is is where it's at for me. Beautiful. Uh, I love I love that journey, and uh, it, it, I think that when I interview guests on here, the most striking thing is that everyone's always hustling. Everyone's trying their best all the time yeah. to, to better themselves as humans and, and, and do more and achieve more. And had you not had short-term rentals not existed, you just would have been doing the same thing, but stuck with real estate and just been looking for opportunities. And I think that this was just one of those opportunities that seems super obvious to you as you did it. And I'm sure that you would have done 101 other things along this journey, Absolutely. right? It wasn't like, Absolutely. oh, this is the one. And right now this is the one, but that doesn't mean it's this way forever either, right? Right, exactly, exactly. I, I think that's very important to know, and I think that's a good point. Now, I think it's, it's, it's important for people to know, to, to figure out what works for you, because, you know, all real estate strategies work. <laughs> they all work. Um, it's not a matter of they work, it's if you work, right? If And so I think it's, a part of that process is also figuring out what works for you and what lines up and what tracks with your vision and your goals. And like you said, it could be one particular strategy now. We could not be that strategy later on. And you got to give yourself that permission to pivot and make that adjustment and give yourself permission to do that. Um, because if it works for you, then yeah, then go for it. So tell me the, obviously in the short-term rental space, there's such a great opportunity to make, to make money. But at the end of the day, what we're doing is we're creating experiences for, for people. Uh, tell me about that side of your business and, and oh. how, how much importance that has to someone that's aspiring to join this space and what, how much importance it has to you. Yeah, I think, I think, it's, I think it's very, very important. And you got to be able to hit experiences on multiple fronts. Now, there's, there are not, there's the experience of the type of experience the guests will have at your units in terms of functionality. Then there's the experience of what they're actually going to experience from, from a more monetary aesthetic standpoint right so for one you, you have to understand that the guest experience doesn't start when they get into your units it starts at your listing how concise is your listing how clear is it do you have are you too wordy to where you're having these big paragraphs or are you using what i like to call haymakers and doing having your having your uh, description your messages very concise with bullet points um incorporating that with some with some with a, you know with maybe small paragraphs but incorporating bullet points how how well are you using a professional photography right how clear is the instructions when people book with you how clear how concise is that check-in process do they have to continuously reach out to you um to, to find directions and things like that so the experience from the listing to actually get into the property that's one that's just one one on itself and then then there's the experience of when they actually get there right when they actually get there what's how, what was that what was that process like what is that process like logistically right what is that check-in process like what is that how do they access the unit what is that parking situation like is it seamless was the directions concise uh, were they able to follow it to the t easily at the unit when they get there then it pushes even further at the experience that they'll get at your unit to, at your units there right 
are, are the items that you have at your units easy, right? Do you have is, the items that you use as part of your tech stack, are they easy to use? Like for us, for example, we have TVs in every single room in our units, the living room and the bedrooms. Because we know who we serve, we know that we serve a lot of folks that that, that are not that aren't going to be that mobile because for medical reasons. We know that we serve a lot of travel nurses. We know we serve families, and a lot of times they have kids and they love being entertained and being able to watch TV in the bedrooms and being comfortable. Things like we know who we serve, so we so we so we um, outline our units, outfit our units as such. But what is that experience like? Even the TVs that we use, is it the super simple? Are people having to reach out to you? Oh, how does the remote work? The thermostat that you use? Oh, how does the thermostat work? Things like that. So from a functionality standpoint, at your actual units, what is that experience like? So we need to make sure that we're attacking this whole conversation about experience, even from the beginning at the listing, all the way to the experience when they actually experience at your unit. Then there's the experience that you want to give um, just from an aesthetic standpoint, right? Uh, that's why I like to encourage people. If you have an opportun uh, opportunity, it doesn't have to be that complicated. Add, incorporate some type of uniqueness to your listing to stand out a little bit more. Maybe you can incorporate some type of theme. It doesn't have to be nothing crazy. Um, I had a friend who bought this dope um, uh, elephant centerpiece, and just from that centerpiece, he said, you know what, I'm just going to do like a safari kind of theme in here. He had this little safari theme, had a safari kind of photo backdrop wall with some dope uh, wordings. He gave it a whole name. He has like one of the walls had wallpaper. Was, it ended up coming out really, really nice. And it stood out. So now, do you have to theme your units to be profitable and make good money in this business? No, no, you don't. But does it kind of allow you to stand out a little bit? 100% yes, it does. So, yeah, okay. we talk so about the guest this, experience. This is, yeah. I, I've, got, I've got to jump in, TJ, because this is an interesting <laughs> one, and one that we haven't explored on this show at all. When, so we're, we're specialists in, in building websites, building branding, uh, doing social media. The great thing with social media, and you, you do it all the time, you'll put up a post, mm -hmm. and then you'll be like, oh, that one's not as successful as the next one, right? So you put up mm -hmm. another one. Yep. And then you put up yep. another one. You're like, oh, they, these ones, these ones work. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, with a website, I can do the same thing. Um, a lot of A-B testing, right? I can, I can go red button, blue button, whatever. If we're styling something, the, the, the evidence of it, if we're, so there's two things. One, how do we know whether it's going to work, right? Mm -hmm. We go, oh, all right, we're going to mm -hmm. take this idea. I don't know if it's going to work. And then yeah. even... The second part of the question, which is really gonna gonna cause problems, is even if it does work, how do we really know that it works? Because we don't have enough data points, right, to really right. know. People might leave your review going, "Yeah, the elephant was great," but is it really making a difference? So maybe maybe we'll 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 dissect That's it. But first, yeah, I would yeah. really love to know in terms of that strategy, because uh, I actually don't know myself. If I wanted to start and I wanted to do a theme to try to target a particular avatar, which is kind of obvious, right? What would, like, interior design magazines? Where do we start? Have you have you thought about this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and you can pull inspiration from anywhere, really. Um, you can look at interior design magazine. Um, a lot of people use Pinterest as a resource to pull inspiration. And I think, kind of to your point, um, you will kind of know that, like you said, there's no way to really track the how much it's working, right? But... But the peop what people say about it, the fact that they actually use that photo wall and take pictures and they tag your business, um, the reviews that they put on your, on your Facebook, uh, your business page, or your, uh, on, on the OTAs, on the actual platforms, what they say about it. Oh, I love this. And they, when they highlight kind of specific things based on the theme, you kind of know it's making an impact. Now, again, you know, 
you know, can you really track how much more bookings from a percentage standpoint than you are you having versus not having the thing? No, not necessarily. Can't really track it. Maybe you can split test a unit if you have an apartment complex. Like for example, we we're doing a boutique hotel right now. If I themed one of the units that's identical to the other unit and I did not theme that unit, you know, that'd be a good split test to run, and we can look at some numbers that way. Um, but outside of that, you know, it's no really no real way, no concrete way to know. But what we do know is that, you know, themes stand out and what there's riches in the niches, that there's a reason why, you know, uh, brain surgeons make more money than general surgeons. It speaks to being a little bit niche down. Like a good friend of mine, he has he has units in Atlanta and he did like this Barbie theme, like crazy. I mean, pink walls, pink couch. It's insane. People are like you're going to turn away a lot of the folks who are. You know, you're going to turn away a lot of those, uh, you know, a lot of guys probably won't book it and whatnot. But he's going to attract a lot of the people that have interest in it as well. So they're going to flood to it as well. So you got to look at it on both sides. And he stays booked. Matter of fact, he charges more for that two-bedroom unit that he does at his other listings because people desire it so much because of the uniqueness of it. So, again, you know, it's, it's here and there. But, but you know, for, for folks who um, who go in on these themes, um, they're definitely seeing seeing a payoff for sure, and it's it's different. So it, it, you're really well positioned for this. When we think about uh, real estate, like actually selling property, then we you know bland colors, right, or very neutral. We don't want to overpower because we're trying to actually appeal to a much larger market. Um, I imagine that the bespoke properties or premium might be a little bit more niched as well. Just going, hey, this is actually appealing to. To this kind of thing but generally the wall is always white right white right. black with a few feature pieces and it's always the same thing you're not right. going to paint all the poles the walls pink and then try to sell the property however in this particular uh, industry you can get away with doing it because that you there's such a there's a there's a much broader market that you can appeal to yeah right so there's Absolutely. There's, there's millions you can choose any millions of people, of people who can stay with you Absolutely. if you're selling property Absolutely. you just don't have that big a marketplace to you work with and and to that point you know you sell the property you're selling that asset to that one customer base and they very well could not like that pink <laughs> that pink wall 100 percent. but the good thing about what we do in the short-term rental space we're not creating a product and selling that product we're creating a product and continuously selling the use of that product, giving more, giving the opportunity for multiple people to experience it and to, to see and find out that they actually like that, uh, that, that scheme or that theme or whatever the case may be and allowing them to take advantage of it. So I'm, I'm really going to push you around today, TJ. I'm going to make you work for your money that I'm not paying you, <laughs> but uh, this, this is a great topic. And um, there's a boom in big brand hotels that are getting into the short-term rental space at the moment all over the world. And they're trying to do all sorts of things. There's uh, one over here. They're going into sort of the boutique, high-end level short-term rentals. It's a, it's, it seems to me like, yeah, obvious, but also easy. You know, mm -hmm. like it, it's a bit of a no-brainer. Of course, it's going to work. Um, you just got to make sure your numbers are correct and, and you're providing a product. But um, all of this kind of stuff where you can create unique themes um, and create unique experiences through that kind of brand um, with the hotel. You said you're doing your own boutique hotel. And, you know, do you have any feelings on, on what those big brands could be doing differently or what they could kind of push towards? Oh, man, like you said, you know, they, you, with them getting into it, it would seem like a pretty easy pivot. 
I do know that there's rumors of uh, big brands like Marriott here in the U.S. that are looking to create not only like take advantage from from listing standpoint and 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 getting guests that way from a short term rental standpoint, but also creating their own short term rental platform to where people can list uh, list their property on their platform as well. Um, which they have a big brand, and you go on Marriott.com right now, you can book all their hotels. So it kind of seems like another easy pivot for people like myself and have normal properties and mountaintop properties and beach properties and normal residential neighborhoods like the listings I have, apartment complexes. You can list them on their on their platform. I know that um, that that's kind of a push. That that's one particular brand I heard is is doing that. Uh, we'll see if that happens. But I do believe that if they do that and they see that it works, then it's probably not going to take long for other big brands to follow suit. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. But I think that regardless, um, there's still a quite huge uniqueness about us um, and what we do in our space that that um, versus hotels. Right. So so we're, we're still pretty niche. We provide a totally different experience. And um, and I think that people still see a lot of value and people will continuously see value in properties um, that like this. That's why even uniqueness can be a great thing. Um, having properties that are even bigger, um, you know, and, and the ways that you set it up and, and the ways that you that you furnish it, the uniqueness about it. I think we still have, we're still going to have a, quite an amazing competitive advantage to still garner a lot of bookings. And not only not only that, but still build a brand in the process. I think that's nothing that people need to focus on is not just be relying on these OTAs, right? Not succumbing ourselves to more so a single point of failure to where we're only relying on VRBO, only booking.com and Airbnb for all of our uh, our bookings, which they are amazing. Trust me, we love them. They are amazing, but they should not be the end all be all. I think if you're looking to be in this business for the long haul, long term, you need to also be focused on building your own brand. And that goes by way of direct bookings. You need to have systems for that as well. So I know we uh, answered the question, but I kind of segue, I kind of turned a little bit, but however we can go back to however you want to go. Yeah, but yeah, look, that's I, I, think, um, I think the direct booking topic is, is incredibly important in building out that brand. I think that there's two things going on. So uh, us as a company, when we first started, we understood that the brands that exist that aren't hotels are basically bed and breakfasts, right? So they're yep. very well understood that it's uh, Mary's bed and breakfast and blah location. She's already got her brand. She's already got people that mm -hmm. are loyal to her. She's in the local area, people know that she does what she does. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so you've, you've got that built up. As a property management business, building up a, a brand is a lot more difficult and actually something mm -hmm. that's dramatically misunderstood as to mm -hmm. how to do it and what you're doing. And it's a completely different kettle of fish because what most property management companies do is they go, you know what? I'm going to make my own OTA with my properties. So basically mm. you go on there, all my properties are listed on there and then people have got no reason to book with you because a brand doesn't mean anything. So that's a, a really interesting one is how do you make a property management business into a brand to get a consumer to book direct? Have you uh, have you had much thought on that yet? How, where are you at in that journey? Oh man, I think I think um, it's it's very the way we the way we see the brand, um, the way I I kind of see the brand is focused on direct to consumer, right? I love what you said about you know. That's that's an interesting angle to create your own OTA, to create your own platform to have. And, and you're essentially building a brand as a property management company. I think there's two different things. 
building a brand as a property management company from a business perspective to grow the business, right? And then there's building the brand to grow your business to a consumer and you're building the brand as the place to book, right? From, from a consumer standpoint. So, so two totally different brands. And I, and I, and I think both are vital, <laughs> both mm-hmm. are very important and, and, and both are important, especially from a property management perspective, because for me, my business is more so predicated on the amount of assets that I purchase and the amount of our leases that I take down. Now, on the property management side, it is important to focus and build that brand as well. Um, like you said, that's a tough brand to build, but you can definitely build that brand, create your own OTA, and that way people can actually list with you and you can manage it for them. That's a, that's a, that's a good route to go, but you know, that's a brand that can be built. It just takes time. It takes effort. And I think that's one thing that all people also have to consider um, especially on like on the co-hosting side, right? Um, to build that brand the way you have more opportunities for people to work with you. But on our end, um, it's all, we can still use that type of brand to still grow our business in a sense, because then even if we're doing rental arbitrage, it's still going to expand the brand for people to want to bring more opportunities our way. But at the same time, our, for us right now, we are in a place to where we're getting, you know, when you, when you, when you, my, my brand is kind of myself, right? The rentspreneur, you know, you see, <laughs> it's the whole, the whole thing. And everybody kind of knows what I do and I let it be known what I do. And, um, and, and it's been a lot of opportunities that's came my way to really grow my business from an arbitrage perspective and from an ownership perspective as well. Great opportunity to grow my business that way. So right now our brand, our, what we're focused on is direct bookings. How is it that we can convert you know, going from 100% OTAs to where we are shifting that pendulum to where a lot of our bookings are coming direct and building that brand that way. Um, like, for example, we're building this boutique hotel. It's just 10 minutes away from the main, from probably the biggest medical center in the nation. And uh, the, the hospitals around there, they're all already very excited, even though we're not going to launch it to next year because we're doing a full gut remodel on it. Um, they're already very excited about it. And, you know, that's more brand awareness. So things like that is what we're more so focused on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that what you've identified there is your, uh, that brand is appealing to a certain uh, niche, right? It's just what needs to happen is you need to, you need to appeal to that particular niche. Um, Absolutely. So uh, I'm, uh, I'm curious to see where you get to in that space and uh, definitely something that I can add value to as well and we do that time and time again uh, looking at different um, uh, structures and different properties and going what is it that makes you unique why is someone going to choose to book with you directly rather than using an an online travel agent you know like what are the triggers and one of the things that most people kind of say oh it's because of price you know we'll we'll make it less expensive and Mm -hmm. uh, whatever you do do not do that that is not the reason why people will book directly <laughs> um they're going to book directly because one you've done you've got a, a better level of service or you've got extra bells and whistles that they get from booking direct because there might be some sort of a loyalty program um or uh, because the experience is just really good um doing it that way and, and getting those repeat customers to come back and book direct is a, is a no-brainer so that sort of thing so are you for this boutique hotel obviously that brand is going to be super important to, to oh, set yeah. up and to get all of that 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 sales funnel working for you um 
have you done if you done the whole branding uh, uh, journey yet, or where are you at with with that? I'm curious. Oh shit, we are we're we are still just about to start the project. Well, we've closed, we purchased it, um, but we're just about to start the remodel on it. I'm still thinking of a name, so still focused on a name to really build that um, the brand of boutique hotels. So I'm focused on building that brand as well. But for us on the brand to where we're just discussing to uh, to garner those direct bookings and building the short term rental uh, hospitality uh, company as a whole um, that we are definitely making great stride in. I think what's important to understand is that you have to be both the offensive. You have to excel both offensive and defensively. Uh, to build that brand on that side. And, uh, you know, uh, offensively, what I mean is you've got to be able to go out and build these relationships. Um, think about who you're serving. Think about who would be able to book with you directly, whether it's these hospitals, whether it's the nurses and the doctors and the patients that come to these hospitals that want that are able to book direct with you. You're, make, you're building those relationships with the travel agencies, and they can they can book with you direct, being one of the preferred spots. Think about insurance companies, right? Because they always, always, always need places, temporary housing for their clients that, that have filed claims. Things like that you got to be doing on the offense of build, building those relationships. On the defenses, you have to make sure in your business itself, the business model that you have, this is why the value is in the business model, not so much the fact that you're just doing, you're putting your property on Airbnb or Booking.com or VRBO. The value is in the business model that you set up. And I think a good business model would be one that has systems set up to where you're, one, collecting guest information. And I'm not talking about every guest that books with you. I'm talking about every guest that stepped foot in your property because somebody can book with you, but it's 10 people on a reservation. You need to have every single one of their uh, uh, email addresses and their information. That way you can retarget them. That way you can uh, hit them up for us. We have our campaign retargets our guests for 11 months and they get an email every single month and it's fully automated. Right. We are continuously keeping them abreast on how we grow in our business. We continuously letting them know like, hey, looking forward to you booking back with us, book with us direct next time. Um, and here's another, here's a 15% off coupon, and you get to save the additional 14% off on the, the 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 fees. So giving them more incentive to book with us direct. And, oh, here's a loyalty program, and here's how many points you get, or here's how many stays you need to, uh, total to get another a free stay with us. Because being consistent and literally being relentless and consistent in your in, with the, adding this into your systems, into your business model and being consistent with it, you'll find that as time goes, a lot of your bookings are going to be coming that are coming from the OTAs. You're going to start seeing that your account is being filled up by bookings that are coming direct, direct through your website. And so that is what more so we're talking about. I think that's important to understand when you think about direct bookings and building a brand for sure. TJ, our time <laughs> has come to a close. Uh, I really appreciate you jumping in, coming in and no just worries. sort of uh, smashing out massive amounts of value in a very short amount of time. Um, yeah. I think that the great thing for the audience is that um, TJ's advice comes from a place of, of true experience of doing a lot of these things. And I think yeah. that the great thing about him is he's humble enough to go and say, I don't have absolutely all the answers, but this is how I've done it. And this yeah. is what works for me. And this is what could potentially work for you. Have a look at these things. Have a look at these things. I can I can map everything out for you. But um, it's all about empowering people, and I can really get that sense of, of that's where you are and where you want to go. I want to thank you for joining us on this episode. Thank you so much. Um, before we wrap up, is there anything that uh, that our community can do for you? 
Oh shoot! I mean, um, I mean, just tap in with me. I'm heavy on social media, especially uh, Instagram. I just got a TikTok, so y'all be patient with me on that. I'm, you'll see me on there as well. Uh, but uh, definitely tap with me on Instagram. It's at TJ to Johnny. That's at TJ T I J A N I. And when you talk about this at my master class, I'm going to be having a master class and definitely tap in with the link in my bio. Um, the next one's going to be this Thursday. Um, or actually every Thursday. We're going to be doing them every Thursday. So definitely tap in. We're going to be talking a lot about arbitrage. We're also going to be talking about how we like to purchase our properties with no money. Uh, so so definitely tap in with me on that as well, or just simply give me a follow and, and get these gems as I post them. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you so much, TJ. I really appreciate it. We'll catch you around. No problem, Bart. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate you having me. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You can find us at theaccommodationshow.com where you can find all the show notes, links to resources we have talked about, and transcripts from the show. I really do appreciate you listening. And if you'd like to support the show, then please subscribe, leave a comment, and share it with others.